Welcome to Lakeland Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Lakeland, please visit our website at lakeland.church. Some of us just need to be reminded of that today. No matter what you're going through, no matter what transition you're in the middle of, or no matter what you're facing, our God is good, and he's good enough for you. His promises are yes and amen, and sometimes you just got to preach that over your heart when you're struggling to remember it. Uh, I am thrilled that you are joining us here in the park. Welcome to everyone joining us at, online, wherever you're at, as well as in VR. Glad you're all with us. Uh, this is, a, to me, the weather doesn't get any better than this moment right now. I know some of you are like, I don't know, it's a little cool, it's misting, this is my weather. I've landed. Like, to me, I'm like, when my wife my wife texted me because she made it here earlier than me, and she's like, it's a little cold. And I'm like, I cannot wait. I've arrived. It was like, we're definitely from Wisconsin when it's like 65, a little rainy, and you're like, yes, yes. Now, some of you are on the other side of the spectrum, and you're like, no, no. What I, like, I want to be living in my 80s and my 90s for, uh, for like another month at least, or, or another two, or something like that. And you might already be, can, you can feel that there's the changes in the air, and I know that is the reality, changes in the air. Hey, before we hop into the message, I just want to give you a few updates of some things of, in terms of change that's in the air here at Lakeland. So we got some really exciting things happening. Obviously, for those of you who have been around, you know that we're in the middle of MOVE, which is the Generosity Initiative, which is helping fund a handful of things. One of those is a massive remodel of our next-gen area in our church buildings. Uh, we, are pr- we are excited that hopefully next week the kids will be able to move into those spaces. They may not be completely finished, but they will be able to utilize those spaces. So we're really excited about that. And you're going to see those things kind of come to uh, completion over the next month. Um, Along with that, also in our next-gen department, our middle school and high schoolers, just as if I got middle schoolers and high schoolers in in the park out here or online, I just want to invite you out to middle school and high school ministry, and they're doing something cool. So a change is happening. Those two groups that used to meet together are splitting into separate nights. Middle school will be on Sunday nights, and Wednesday nights will be for high schoolers. This is awesome because I can tell you as a former youth pastor, speaking to sixth graders and seniors and high schoolers is very different. They're totally different people. And uh, so being able to teach age-specific and be able to minister to them more age-specific is really important. I'm excited for that for our kids. And so if you've got a middle schooler, if you've got a high schooler, they're definitely going to want to be there. Uh, Middle school next Sunday, they launch is kind of fall launch. And then next Wednesday, the Wednesday after that. So that's the 15th is uh, high school will be launching. So that is happening. Want to let you know about that. Next week, we launch into back in the, we'll be back in the building, two of our regular services, and we're going to be hopping back into move, kind of uh, to remind us of here's what God has been doing and where God is taking us. I just got to tell you, invite a friend, come next week. We got some really cool, special things happening. You're not going to want to miss it. And then also, we've got lots of groups. If you're sitting there going, I want to connect with people. Well, guess what? 
I've got some of the coolest news that I've heard probably in 10 years of being here at Lakeland. Pastor Jeff came to me this week and he said, we just had a mile marker moment that happened. This is like two days ago. Are you ready to know what happened? We actually have a hundred groups that are now open and available. A hundred. We've never had triple digit groups. And just this week, we now have a hundred groups that will be available. So if you're sitting there going, I wonder if there's a group for me, let me promise you, there's a group for you. Depending on the day, the age, the stage, whatever you're going through, we got a group. We got people who want to connect with you. That's absolutely huge. And so I want to invite you to find a group. You can always swing by next uh, new here, or uh, Jeff's team is right over there, and uh, you can talk with them about hopping into a group. There's so much new happening here in the fall, some really exciting things. Here's what I would tell you. Make sure to go onto our website, like us on Facebook, Instagram. Often regular updates are happening there. Make sure that you're part of our weekly email that goes on out and read it, okay, so that you can hear, especially with all the fall updates and things that are rolling out uh, at this time. So make sure to uh, connect with us there. This weekend, it kind of signifies change. For a lot of us, you know, you can feel it in, in Wisconsin here. You can feel it in the air that changes upon us. For many of the kids that are going back to school. Uh, transitions are happening for many of us in life. And sometimes what happens in the midst of change, even as the weather is changing here, you might go, oh, I long for last weekend's weather. Or I long for a good old, the good old days of. And you start, like, I don't know if you ever had these kind of nostalgic remember when moments. Do you ever have these? It's kind of nostalgic, and you're like, remember when? Maybe it's something like this. Remember when you used to be able to run all over the neighborhood, stay out until as late as you wanted, and then just come back whenever, and no one thought twice about that? Remember when? Like, those were, <laughs> some people are like, yes, those were great days. Maybe if you remember, if you're a gamer, remember, like, when you got your first video game system and Atari? Remember when you could actually handle the controllers because there was a joystick, and one button. Like, that's it. My kids hand me a controller today. I'm like, I don't know what to do. There's like so many buttons, and you, I can be like, remember when? Maybe for you it's this, uh, remember, okay, my Chicagoland friends, remember singing the Super Bowl shuffle? Yeah, some of, it, some of you are like so against it back in the day. <laughs> you Packer fans, we love you. Oh, I know, you love us is really probably the direction that this goes. Um, Remember learning the moonwalk? Do you remember that? Or at least trying? Do you remember when Saturday Night Live was actually funny and actually clean? Remember that? Remember uh, when you would sit down as a family and you'd watch the Sunday night Disney movie of the week? Remember that? Remember uh, when TVs had four channels and there was a channel U and and there was always something good to watch, and now there's a hundred channels and nothing good to watch. Like, remember when? Remember when uh, playground equipment was actually dangerous and fun to play on? Remember when you would play yard darts? That was like dangerous and awesome. Remember when political parties could disagree and still get along? Like, you might look at some of these things and be like, oh man, remember, the good old days of fill in the blank, whatever that fill in the blank is for you. There are different, these uh, are different times when we think back to, to kind of days before, long, days long gone. But the fact is we often have a tendency 
to long for how things once were. Or we think it was better back fill in the blank whenever that was. The problem is sometimes we can focus on what we miss and we can become embittered to our current situation. In fact, this almost happened culturally as a whole in March of 2020. Remember, COVID hit, and then what it, everyone starts saying and doing within a month. Everyone kept saying, I just want to go back so that things will be, or to when things were normal. I just want to go back to when, uh, when will things go back to being normal? And for a long time, people just kept thinking about when will things go back to being normal? It even happened in the church world where people started thinking, when will the church kind of how people gather and how many and all of us, when will attendance go back to what were your pre-COVID numbers of attendance and things like that? And, and you start thinking through this lens of, of when will it go back to normal? But at some point, even for us in the church, we had to change our mind to, from thinking to who was once with us back then to we want to be an effective a church for who is here for right now. Like we just that we have to shift to that mindset. At home, maybe things have changed. Work life might have changed. The economy has changed. Politics have changed. Maybe your job has changed. Your home has changed. Maybe your family dynamics have changed. And here's the big question that I just want to tackle briefly this morning. It's what do you do when things have changed and you're stepping into perhaps a new season? How do, how do you handle that? Because all of us are going to say, face some level of change right now because you're heading into fall. There is change upon us. And so how do you handle change? How do you step into that well? Uh, we're finishing today our series, Big Dogs. And when the guys that we're going to look at today, I, I, I wanted to do Ezra, kind of the book of Ezra. But as I was looking in the book of Ezra, there's a story that I really wanted to land on because I think it's so pertinent to what we're all going through right now in the season of change. As fall is upon us, things are changing. And the story actually doesn't involve Ezra. It actually involves two other guys, so they're actually small dogs, but they do something really big. And they're two guys, their names are Jeshua, not Joshua, but Jeshua and Zerubbabel. Jeshua and Zerubbabel. Say Jeshua. That one's easy. Say Zerubbabel. Very good. All right. So these two guys, they're actually little dogs, but they do something really big. And here's what they are. They're priests in a time period. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at people during the time period of the exile. This is where the Israelites have been moved out of their, out of kind of Jerusalem and they're being ruled by other nations. Okay. And so you got this other nation that's ruling them, the Persians. And there's this guy, King Cyrus, who's ruling. And this is where we're going to pick it up. Ezra chapter one, verse one. Let me just read it to you. It says this, in the first year of King Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord that he had spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout the realm and put this into writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, said. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given all the kingdoms of, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and has appointed me to build a temple for him in Jerusalem, in Judah. Okay, first thing. When change is upon you and you're stepping into a new season of life, here's the first thing that I would encourage you to just do. Recognize that God is up to something right now. Simply that. Recognize that God is up to something right now. Just check this out. Notice who the Lord is going to work in and work through. It's Cyrus, the king of Persia. Now you might be going, okay, what's the big deal about that? Here's the big deal about this. Cyrus, he's grown up worshiping idols and worshiping lots of gods. He's not a follower of the God of Israel. 
Uh, yet he has a clear vision from God. His heart's going to be moved by God, and he's going to do something for God. Like, that's mind-blowing. That this guy who has no baseline for worshiping God is actually going to hear from God. His heart's going to be moved by God, and he's going to be obedient to God. You would call that a miracle, right? Like, God's clearly up to something in this pagan king who's actually going to rally the Israelites to build their own temple to worship God. Like, that's crazy, that would be a miracle. I think we would all agree. God's clearly up to something in this moment in history. I remember years ago, uh, some, someone local, a local uh, news guy, he wrote an article about Lakeland in which he attacked us, and it was really not good. And I remember sitting down with this guy. I wanted to meet with him, and I sat down with him, and I said, hey, can we just talk? And I honestly, I did not think I was going to be able to win him over to my point of view at all. I was like, if I could just get him to hear my heart, maybe that would be a win right there. But that's all I thought might happen. But it wasn't that he just heard my heart. He actually ended up writing another article that redacted his previous statements. He then promoted Lakeland, and then he invited people to come to church. Like, it was mind-blowing, where it was one of these deals where you're like, never would God work in that situation, and yet God worked in that situation in very real ways, in such a way that we'd say, well, God's clearly up to something. He's doing something right now, and God is doing something in the midst of the Israelites in this moment, and God is doing something in the midst of your life right now, not just back when. I'm telling you right now. For us, God's always up to something right now. There will never be times when God is thrown off. Aren't you excited about that? There's never going to be a time that he doesn't know what to do next. There's never a time that he doesn't have a plan moving forward or isn't actively working. God's doing something. You might be thrown off. You might not know what the plan is to do next. You might not have a plan, but God's on top of it. Amen? And he's got a plan for this moment in history and for your life. He's doing something right now, even in the midst of whatever tr change or transition you're going through. For Israel, God has a plan for the people of Israel to head back home and start to rebuild the temple to worship him. So first thing, recognize that God is up to something right now. Then this is going to lead to the second thing. We're going to see it unfold in Ezra 3. Let me read it to you. Ezra 3, verse 1. Um, then on the seventh month... Uh, came the, or when the seventh month came, the Israelites had settled in their towns, and the people assembled together as one in Jerusalem. Verse 3, despite their fear of the people around them, they built the altar on its foundation and sacrificed burnt offerings on it to the Lord, both the morning and evening sacrifices. Second thing, real simple. First, recognize God's up to something right now. Second thing, choose to join him in his current work. Choose to join him in the current work of God. Notice what it says. It says they assembled as one to build the altar. They may not have had a crystal clear plan for how everything was going to uh, play out, but they gathered as one to start joining God in what he was up to in that moment. And you may not have a crystal clear plan for what God is leading you into during this next season of your life, but you can join him in the work that he has for you right now. How many of you like a complete, a, a crystal clear, com complete picture and plan of what is next? <laughs> Me too. I, I, I agree. But God rarely gives me that. <laughs> Have you figured that out? 
God rarely gives you the whole plan. He usually only uh, helps you see the next step that's right in front of you, and that's about it. Uh, but I get it. A lot of people right now in this season, it's really hard for people to make commitments. There's like to make this good, maybe a long-term commitment because they don't see the crystal clear plan of how everything is going to play out. But sometimes because we don't see the crystal clear plan of how everything will play out, we do, are you ready for it? Nothing. God didn't call the children of God to do nothing. We need to join him in what he is currently doing and what he is up to. Two things that I can just encourage you that will always get you moving along in the current work of God is this. Use your gifts, your spiritual gifts, and get in community. Always those two things. Use your spiritual gifts and get in community. You can use your spiritual gifts by serving on a team. If you don't know where, like, where can I use my gifts? Join a team here at Lakeland where you can serve, whether it's a, a host team or a, a tech team or a youth ministry team or a next-gen team. Join a team so, so you can start using your spiritual gifts. And, and then second, find a group. There's a hundred of them. Find a group, get in community, because here's what I can tell you is that when you use your spiritual gifts and you're rubbing shoulders with other people who love Jesus, you will place yourself right in the middle of the work of God always. He's always up to something in those settings. And so put yourself in those, in those positions. And I know some of you are like, but I don't know what's next in my life, and I don't know if I can make this commitment. Well, guess what? I'm not asking you to marry a team or marry a group. I'm asking you to date a team or date a group, okay? That's all. Just date them. Check them out. Say, hey, I'm dating you. I might be gone next week. Okay, it's okay, but put yourself in the middle of a situation where you can say, these are situations where God is usually at work, and I would put myself in the middle of that, okay? Final thing. Okay, so first, God's up to something currently. He's always doing something right now. Second, join him in that work. Third, final thing that you should do, we're going to see it in Ezra chapter 3, next set of verses after building the altar, they're going to continue and they're going to build the temple, okay? Verse 8. In the second month of the second year after the arrival at the house of God, Zerubbabel, our guy, son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, our other guy, son of Jozadak, those are the two guys who are going to lead everyone, and the rest of the people with the priests and the Levites, all who had returned from captivity in Jerusalem, they began the work. They appointed Levites, 20 years old and older, to supervise the building of the house of the Lord. Verse 11, with praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord, he's good. His love toward Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Listen, though, verse 12. But many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of the temple being built, while many others shouted for joy. No one could distinguish the sound of the shouts of joy from the sounds of weeping because the people made so much noise and the sound was heard far away. I find this to be one of the most fascinating moments in history of the rebuilding of the second temple here. Half the people are shouting for joy and half the people are weeping. Why? Because half the people are thrilled and half the people are heartbroken. Because half remember what it once was while the other half are celebrating what it currently is. Here's the challenge. Are you ready? Don't miss where God is working right now because you're stuck thinking about where he was working back then. Let me say it again. 
Don't miss where God is working right now because you're stuck thinking about where he was working back then. Like, I get it. There are things even within church ministry that I miss some of the, we could call them the good old days. I, I miss some of the ministries or maybe some of the events that we, even we could do back at Lakeland. Uh, I miss some of the aspects of the fill in the blank of whatever the good old days might be. But here's the deal. If I focus on the days that I miss, I'll miss the days that are here. Does that make sense? If I focus on the days that I miss, I'm going to miss the days that are here right in front of me. Like for me, many of you guys know that uh, my family, we like to go out on our boat as a family. Well, for years, because there's 11 of us entire, you know, in our entirety, in our family, we usually wouldn't go out on the boat unless there's at least six or seven. Like, oh, you got to have at least that many because that's like more than half, Right. And so that, that was like our mindset. you got to have at least that many. Otherwise, why bother? And I have had to, with currently, in our current setting, there's seven of us at home. Others have all, they're in different states, and they've moved on and things like that. And what has been a, an interesting mind shift for me is realizing that for so long, I thought it's not worth going on the boat if there's only six or seven of us. And now that's all there is. And if one is working, I have to get over that idea, and I've got to be like, no, I've got to be willing to go out with whoever is willing to go with me. Because some of these younger kids, they just need some time with, with me, and it's okay if it's just me and two. Like, it doesn't have to be me and five, or me and seven, or me and all nine. Like, it, that's okay, but that's actually a big mental shift for me. I know some of you are like, what are you talking about? Like, six is a lot. It doesn't feel like a lot to me based on my past. And I can start going, remember the days when, and miss the days that are here. And miss investing in the kids that are right in front of me. Does that make sense? And so in the same way, sometimes we think about what once was, even in our spiritual journeys or in a church setting, and as a result of focusing on what was once was, we miss what God is up to right now. And let me just tell you, God is up to some amazing things Right now in the life of Lakeland, a hundred groups, that's mind-blowing. Ministries of middle school and high school splitting into two different groups, that's absolutely awesome and should be celebrated. Yes, there's some things that we might mourn about how it once was, but we need to celebrate what God is doing next. It's really exciting that we step into those things. Uh, our, our remodel with, uh, with our next gen, it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, you might say, oh, I miss my old classroom. I get that. There's some exciting things ahead. And so here's the deal. Recognize God's up to something right now. Join him in it. And then here's that third thing. Choose which voice you will be in this season. Choose which voice you will be in this season. Which voice are you? Are you the voice of joy where God is working or the voice of whining of how it's different? What's mind-blowing to me is that the people of God are actively crying about something God is actively doing. Right? All these priests and Levites and former heads of their families are actually crying about something that God is actively doing. May we never be a people who whine about something that God is currently up to. That we are, instead, we choose to be the voice that says, let's celebrate how God is working here and now, right now. So how about you? 
All of us are going through a season of transition. There's, I promise you, there's some level of change that every single one of us are facing. Maybe some of you are sitting there going, well, I'm going to get ready to go south for five months. Okay, that might be new for you. It might be a level of change. And what you could be tempted to do is say, okay, so I'm going to now take a back seat for the next five months. Don't do that because you'll miss what God is actively doing in your life and could be doing through your life right now in this season. Don't ever take a three-month, six-month season of break from God because God never stops, right? He's always up to something. Join him in it and be the voice that celebrates what he's actively doing. Why don't you stand and let me close this here in prayer. Jesus, we thank you that you are always up to something. And maybe we just need to declare that over our situation right now because some of us, as we think about what we're facing, we might be completely overwhelmed. Or we might say, how is God good in this moment? Yet, God, you are not taken off guard. You, it's not that you don't have a plan. You are good. All your promises are yes and amen. You've got a good plan, and we declare you are up to something right now in our situation and in our lives. We agree with that. Second, we say in our hearts, we choose to join you in it. We're not going to take a, a back seat right now. We're not going to sit out or put ourselves on the bench for the next three to six months. Instead, we are going to actively join you in what you're up to. And finally, we're going to choose which voice we're going to bring. We are going to celebrate, choose to celebrate what you're actively doing right now, not whine about how things once were. And so, Lord, we just declare that over Lakeland. You're up to something right now. We want to join you in it, and we celebrate it. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Hey, if we could pray for you in any way, we, our prayer partners are over here. They're also available online. If you want to give to the church in any way, we've got people walking around with vests. You can drop. They've got buckets. You can drop a gift in there. Otherwise, simple ways to give online. Be blessed, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. If you'd like to partner with Lakeland in helping people follow Jesus, be changed by Jesus, and commit their lives to the mission of Jesus, you can contribute to the mission by visiting lakeland.church forward slash give.